Uh, welcome back to Stay in Your Lane. Happy 2023 to everybody watching and all of our participants. Today is a special subject. We're starting a series that uh, we're dubbing and naming Deduction Free in 23. Uh, the whole purpose and idea here is for us to understand deductions, avoiding deductions, why are deductions coming, what types of deductions, and what we can do, uh, us from a transportation perspective and a provider, uh, shippers from a shipper's perspective, uh, and also some outside third-party perspectives here on with us. So uh, I would like to, at this time, go ahead and start introducing everyone. Uh, top of your screen there is Pat Musser. Pat Musser is the Director of Logistics and Warehouse Food and Beverage for HP Hood. Say hi, Pat. Hello. All right. We also have from HP Hood, Scott Oliver, Senior Director of Logistics and Customer Service, Warehouse Food and Beverage. Thanks for having me, John. Appreciate it. Love having you on. Uh, Nathan Helms. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Doing well. Nathan is the Director of TMS at Organic Valley, which is a co-op. Uh, love having you on, Nathan. Thank you for participating. Uh, also on with us today, uh, Joe Lombardo. President, founder of EE Avenue and Associates Consulting Company. Uh, Joe, you there? Sir. All right. Joe's present. He's ready to go. It's always fun. And Matthew Elingical from Four Kites, the founder and CEO of Four Kites, is with us today for the first time. So thank you, Matthew, for participating. Thank you, John. Great to be here. Good to have you. So to get this started off, I would like one example, and I'm going to call on Pat Musser and ask Pat for an example of deductions that you're struggling with and you think other shippers are probably struggling with. Um, I would say that uh, after the fact deductions, so spending a lot of time working in the past, trying to determine is a deduction legitimate or not, and trying to put all the pieces back together. You know, in transportation, we want to move forward. We don't want to go work in the rears. So do you have an example? An example would be a, let's say, a deduction for being late and getting those deductions a month after the fact. So let's say you have 20 or 30 of them that you need to go dig in to see. And typically when you go to dig into those, they're going to be looking for specific details to support that deduction. So what you what yours would be is a surprise after the fact deductions correct and and you're saying for late delivery yes okay so in this scenario uh i'm going to go to uh, joe lombardo and say joe in all of your vast years did you deal with these scenarios unfortunately i did we had people in our customer service center we had people in our transportation management center. And we probably had people in our AR center that all kind of got involved in this. So you have three different groups struggling with this. Uh, to Pat's point, you know, you have a transaction that happened in January and you get a deduction in April. I mean, to put those pieces together, huge research effort, a lot of wasted time, a lot of non-value added uh, activity. Uh, we went back and forth with customers, uh, the biggest ones to the smallest ones where this happened. Uh, I guess my comment would be, you know, a late delivery 
is it truly a breach of contract where you can fine or deduct from an invoice? Did he actually experience any damage? I mean, being late for product that goes into the warehouse for another month, I don't think you could, I don't think they can claim a damage for that. All right, Scott Oliver. Uh, Joe, I think you hit that one right on the head. Uh, I would agree with you. Um, you know, if there was a damage, meaning you're out of stock and you couldn't ship to your stores, a whole different animal than just the fact that you were late. Um, and I know, you know, from from the customer perspective, you know, they're looking at trying to plan their, you know, their labor and all that kind of stuff. And I get it. But trucking isn't perfect, especially when you talk to LTL and snowstorms and drivers get sick and tires are flat and those kind of things. So and then I would add more than 24 hours and you can't get unloaded within their uh, hours of operation is, is one thing. But getting there on that same day and having certain customers that will come back to you and say late is late down to the minute down to the 30 minutes um and then they unloaded your truck anyway but then they hit you with a late fee i you know i just i think that should be questioned in the industry is is why and i go with you joe did it cause damage or not and 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 scott to tag on to that piece of it if uh the if those individual departments are not communicating if i call to make an appointment for delivery on the first and they wanted it on the first and they came back and give me gave me an appointment for the second and then ding me for being late and trying to grab and find all of those email chains uh to put that puzzle together it's it's very difficult yeah nathan where are you at uh we're experiencing the same thing across the board uh pat mentioned that you know customers will push you out uh you call you know they want their delivery for our instance on the second they give you the third you come back you know you get the deduction a month later and it's it's the exact same thing it's, it's certainly not just hood or i think it's just carriers across the board uh where you're having to go back and do all of that soft cost you know research uh to to try to mitigate these deductions when they really were the cause of the the consignee by pushing the carrier out in the first place. Matthew? Yeah, so, um, you know, interesting discussion and a lot of different, you know, different pain points that we are talking about here. Few things that stood out, right? Even though we are talking about deductions, three areas where, you know, seems like folks are struggling. One is, you know, the human capital spent on validating all this, right, after the fact what is real, what is not real, you know, whose fault it is, right? Is it the consignee's fault, carrier's fault? I think that is something that we hear all the time. Um, the second one is, you know, the customer experience, right? Uh, when things are delayed, um, even even though we're talking about deductions, I think the customer experience piece, right? Just knowing after the fact, hey, this is going to be delayed. I think that is the second piece that I picked up. And the third is the overall productivity right whether it is the productivity of the driver right because they have to wait at this facility or the warehouse labor productivity right because they are waiting for the right the truck and the truck shows up late um, so those are all the things that you know that uh came out during this discussion in the last five minutes and when i look at it you know the the fundamental problem is 
the siloed nature of right different operations um you know we used to say right i mean you know supply chains always used to be you know it's my supply chain and your supply chain but people have to right communicate um more real time and that will help alleviate a lot of these issues or go from being reactive to proactive so for example the driver is running late what if that notification what if the receiving location knows that the driver is running late so they can manage right their workload accordingly and uh to joe's point i mean if it's a uh, shipment that is not an urgent you know it's not, it's going to the warehouse anyways for the next 48 hours can you put that driver he or she into a different appointment slot because they know that this driver is running late that could be one example and similarly you know it's not always the driver is running late. Maybe the warehouse is not ready. So can you communicate that back to the driver saying, hey, don't show up at this time, right? We are not ready to receive you because we are backed up. Uh, so I think that proactive communication between all the parties, the shipper, the receiver, and the transportation provider, uh, that will really you know, eliminate a lot of this back and forth and make everyone's life easy and and make everyone more productive and you know at the end of the day right i think i think you brought up the pinch points um you know we're a proactive communicator okay if we know we're going to be late we're communicating ahead of time i think everybody on this call knows that the triple t's policy is we're going to communicate and say we're not where we were supposed to be or we're not going to be where we're supposed to be whether it was a delay at another receiver with a previous stop Right. Whether it was a delay on the shipping end because a line goes down in a warehouse, whether it's a delay because of an accident, we're going to be proactive and we're going to communicate. That's the that's just the way it is. And we know when we're going to be late and we're going to go ahead and let the receiver know. What we're seeing is that doesn't matter to the receivers. You're getting fined whether you call or you don't call and whether you do or don't communicate. Now... From, from Triple T's perspective or my perspective, if you hit me with a claim, I'm going to ask you to provide, and Joe, you can speak to this, I'm sure, and Scott and Pat, and every, I think everybody can at some level. You're going to have to provide me proof of loss, right? The product's still good right. on the trailer. So if you didn't lose product, you're not normally going to go back to a carrier and ding them for a late delivery for some of these fees. For some shippers, they charge 3% of the product cost of the goods on the trailer. Some, it's 5%. Some of them, you can be bringing two and three pallets to, or one pallet to, and they're going to charge a $250 missed appointment fee and a $250 rescheduling fee. So when, when we're playing in this market, right. to your point, Matthew, I think communication is always key in our supply chains working together. But... We're working together, and then our customer still gets deductions three months down the road for something that happened, you know, months ago. The appointments weren't available a lot of the time for the delivery window that we have without a deduction, and we've got to document it. We've got to waste our time to track that information down, just as a shipper has to waste their time to say, oh, geez, I've got to staff another department to manage these deductions where does it end and where does where do we where do we get proactive on saying there are no deductions unless you can provide proof that there was a loss 
uh, in some scenario is what where Scott is. Is that right, Scott? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Even better, John, what we, you know, would love to see is it's great that, you know, progressive carriers and providers like you are communicating, but it's a party on the other end, right? Is an action happening based on the communication? Imagine, right, you're communicating something proactively and there is corresponding action happening, you know, at the receiver's side. And then they mark that shipment. Yes, it's good to go, right? Because even though it is late, there is no, you know, loss of shipment here, right? Whatever it is, right. it's good right. to go, mark it. And then no more questions asked. I think that handshake, if we can facilitate that, then, yeah, it's a different world. Right. And I don't think it happens at that level. Am I right, guys? I think we go in, we make the delivery. Yes, we're two hours late. We missed the appointment time. They did get their product. They didn't lose anything, but yet they still go back to the shipper to deduct. So is it profit center driven? Don't know. I'm, I'm sure it is at some level. It's like it, it gets started and, and everyone sees everybody else doing it. So, you know, I'm going to get in on this too. So where's the line? Where does it stop? Is it 5%? Is it 7%? Is, does it, is it 3%? What's the liability? And then from a sales perspective, because you got to get everybody who's involved in this, sales is expecting the invoice to be paid in full, correct? Oh, yeah. Yes. So when, when this happens, do, do shippers get to push back to their sales team and say, what's going on here? You know, John, I think you hit on a good point. I know that, you know, uh, patent team, you know, at HP Hood is working on, you know, some things down the road to talk to things like that and to bring them up, um, you know, uh, four pallet minimums, um, making sure we're not making changes within 48 hours when the order comes in. You know, those kind of things are something that we are, in fact, going back to sales with, you know, tracking lumber fees, tracking detention charges, tracking the charges of any deductions that, that are out there to then come up with a format that the VP of sales and, and his directors, you know, know that these deductions are happening. You know, we, we've had a couple instances lately where sales has come back and said, we in sales didn't know that was happening. Now, is that true or false? You know, you think you're putting information back through the system, but sometimes they, the sales guys don't even know that these deductions have been going on because the way they come in to, uh, you, you know, for the deduction process, they just get written off and nobody questions them, you know, because they might not look like big dollar values until you go add them all up at the end of the year for that customer and say, wow, cost to serve X customer is way above the mean average for HB Hood. They're up here. Most people are in the middle. And then all of a sudden we, we, we come up with a plan of attack at that point. Well, it would, it would be helpful if, uh, I, or prudent if, if shippers are running uh, customer profitability P&Ls on all their customers. I mean, taking all those deductions, all those, you know, detention, all those accessorials. I know at Nestle, they were, they were, they were starting to do that before I retired. And I'm, I'm guessing it's still, it, it happened. And, you know, you, you, then you could sit down with a customer and say, hey, you know, it's cost to me X percent to service your account. I mean, come on, let's, let's work together here. Yeah, great. How do you think that's gonna be received? Well, if in a spirit of cooperation with your partner, the receiver, you would hope that it's received positively. You know, again, I, I, in preparation for this, I was looking at an article from 2011 in Transport Topics talking about 
late fees and supply chain integrity. And the two things that the author said we need is better information and cooperation. So we got four kites on this podcast and they're the information guys, right? They're, they're the ones that are uh, doing that. And then cooperation, again, that's working with your sales team, working with customer service, customer logistics, whatever you call it. And I think until we can get some buy-in and agree that this is a problem for everybody, uh, maybe we can try to solve it. I don't know. At least push back to a, a manageable level of yeah. understanding what the rules of engagement are. Correct. If you were if you were like operating off of a customer uh, on-time delivery percentage, and perhaps maybe if the percentage dropped below a certain number then there would be charges potentially for that. But you know, if you have the opportunity to know how you're performing, not after, totally after the fact and digging through all these sheets. I will say to Pat's point, um, you know, you have so many clients that will bill you after the fact. Uh, I will say that we do have one, uh, one client with multiple locations that they send us a report every month uh, and we are on that percentage, on time percentage. They send us the lates where we were late um, and they allow us to research it and uh, put in our findings. And then we submit that to the sales department. They in turn turn that around to the client. And then uh, if we are not meeting the uh, percentage required, then we get the penalties but they do allow us to be proactive. Uh, and to be quite honest, they are the only one that I see that does that. Everyone else just deducts and you see it as a surprise later on. And, and Nathan, when that happens, how accurate would you say the information is that you're going through? From the client or from? Yes, yes. Um, so we, this client in particular, we average anywhere from 40 to 60 lates in their system and that's by PO. So they do place multiple POs on a truck, but um, they are in the 50 to 75% inaccurate. Uh, by the time we go through and do our research, uh, about 50 to 75% of the time it's inaccurate. So we're, uh, we're able to negate those. Um, a lot of times you had mentioned previously about, you know, the customer says, I want my delivery on the second and you call the warehouse and it's the third. Okay, we'll take the third. We contact the purchase, you know, the buyer. Uh, they say, okay, I, okay, I'll put it in for the third. So it's in their system, but they're not even probably in the same part of the country as the warehouse. So it doesn't get changed in the system. And then you deliver, you know, you get your appointment, you deliver, everything's good. And then you get, oh, you were late. Uh, no, then you have to go back and show that, mm -hmm. you know, this was the first available, that's what you did. And so I, I think a lot of that is also just communication within the Consonese own departments. But, you know, Nathan, to, to expound upon that though, is that, you know, you get a, a customer that wants shorter lead time, right? Cause just in time is important. They want to control their days on hand, if you will, I get it. So, you know, we have customers that get seven days you order a full truck seven days you can get any day you want to right we're 24 7 but then you call immediately or you know uh, pat's team plans the order they go to try to get an appointment it's not available and to your point 
they got they then give you first available and it's automatic even with you get the buyer's buy-in and the date change that it's still an automatic fine because you didn't meet the original PO date. It's too bad their system didn't go out and say this was approved. It's now moved from the second to the third. And then you don't have to go chase that fine. And to Pat's point, we don't know about that fine until they finally do the deduction 30 days later. And now you're chasing it. And if you don't have all the right documentation, which is different by every customer, the answer is no. I need these 10 points of information. You only gave me nine. We're not paying it back. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a a very good point. One thing that we have seen working with our clients is the inaccuracy when it comes to lead times, the transportation lead times in the planning systems. It's insane because many times, at least 25-30% of the time, the appointments that are set, there is insufficient transit time built in. So you can drive a Ferrari, you're still not going to get there. So that is what we see when we look at some of the master data issues, you know, with many customers. Continue watching on the next episode of the Stay In Your Lane podcast.